What is making me speak and sing out of tune? If I can't stand up, don't walk out on me. For years I could sing you a song, and now I just sing out of key. I try to get by with some help from my friends. My doctors say to get high with a little help from my friends. I try to walk with some help from my friends. What did I do to chase my love away? It is hard to suffer with this monster alone. I feel like crap by the end of the day. It is hard, but I will fight it on my own. I try to get by with some help from my friends. My doctors say to get high with a little help from my friends. Try to walk with some help from my friends. I don't need anybody. It's good to have someone to love. I don't wish this on anybody. It's hard to share with someone we love. I have pains, fatigue, and problems with sight. Yes, we speak and walk funny all the time. They may try, but never understand our fight. Don't tell me how to live. This spite is mine. I try to get by with some help from my friends. My doctors say to get high with a little help from my friends. I try to walk with some help from my friends. Hello and welcome to episode number 50 of Under the Cull of MS. Made it 50 episodes. A little parody on with a little help from my friends from the Beatles if you haven't figured it out. A little rough one, but I try my best. <laughs> All right. For comics today, a couple over here for you. One is the Howling Commandos of Sh- of Shield. Mission one. Earth Idol. In order to de- defend the world from supernatural threats, Shield has established the Stake Division. S period, T period, A period, K period, E period. Housed in a bunker deep below Area 13, Stake uses extra-normal operatives for secret missions dealing with creatures of the night and dark forces of the unknown. Dum Dum Dugan, recently revealed to be an advanced LMD, has been charged with leading Stake's field team, comprised of extra-normalities who are currently under shield evaluation. Together they are the Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Frank J. Barbier is the writer, and Brent Schoonover is on art. Lots of other people that joined in on this collaboration. This is interesting, getting to see the beginning of the whole uh, Howling Commando as a shield. I'm assuming this is the beginning storyline. I don't know if they went through other ones or not. 
but you have Hit Monkey, Werewolf, Orgo, Big Rock Guy. Just a variety of characters from your horror stories. And this is one of the members of our group was talking about Dumb Dumb Dugan and was kind of curious if he didn't know much about Dumb Dumb, if he had a Eight people, special characteristics, special powers, special enhancements, and stuff like that. But in this here version of Dugan's backstory and stuff, I don't know if this is the overall, what it came up to or not, but uh, basically... Dum Dum Dugan was dying, and they basically turned him into a, a replicant, a drone, whatever you want to call it. And they have a bunch of different Dum Dum Dugans, so every time he dies, the next one takes over. So uh, he doesn't have any superpowers that I know of, but. Uh, He does have the ability to live forever as an AI. Well, it's not really an AI unit. They're basically um, basically replicants of Dugan just sitting in uh, scientific water containment units just waiting to be released when the next dum-dum gets killed off. And the next one will just get opened up and put into action and go from there. But the characters that are part of this group of the Howling Commandos, which I've seen different characters at different times from different storylines that I've read. But like I said, you got Orgo, which is a giant rock creature. You got Manphibian, which is like creatures of the Black, Black Lagoon. You got Vampire by Night. Got zombie Jasper Sitwell, which <laughs> I don't know what this character really does, other than being a zombified character. But it's like in this here, he actually he takes a bazooka, points it in the wrong direction, and fires it, and blows up a bunch of stuff, and that he wasn't trying to blow up. Hit monkeys, just a little. You got Ninja Monkey out there. You got Teen Abomination, which is just a oversized teenager. Basically kind of like a Hulk type character. And Man-Thing. Whatever knows fear will burn at the touch of Man-Thing. But yeah, it's... It's fun watching this group work together. So far, there's no major argumentative issues and stuff like that, which can kind of ruin a storyline. A good a group that works pretty well together. They do pick on each other and all that stuff. But what you gonna do? Dumb, 
Dum Dum Dugan keeps him in control and has a good handle on the group. But kind of surprising considering that they pretty much live in containment until they're needed. So, so you would think once they're let free, they'd just take off and try to get the heck out of there. But they obviously want to help take down the supernatural forces that are terrorizing all the cities and stuff. So, yeah, this was fun. It's a big, good beginning. Start up for the Hauling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's issue number one from Marvel. Yeah, I'm going to look into some more of those as I come across them. And I'm going to throw another one in here quick. Is a one-shot comic. It just came out recently. has tons of different covers, as many of the Vampirellas do. But this is Vampirella, Trial of the Soul, which features the introduction of a brand new enemy for the daughter of Dracula. First appearance of a brand new big bad for Vampirella. Does Vampirella have a soul? This is the question being asked by an immortal wizard king who has come to determine her fate. If she does, she will be spared. If not, he must destroy her. No matter how charming he sees her. He finds her. He's her. Yeah, this one starts out with Vampirella and this character having relations and she finds out that he's kind of like trying to get a read off her, trying to learn more about her, trying to find out if she has a soul, so that kind of irritates her. It's like, you're basically using me to find all this out and then you're going to judge me and if you choose so, then we'll have to fight to the death or whatever. But she's like, yeah, let's just start this now. Why bother waiting? But this character's name is John the Presbyter, which uh, I was told is a character from way back, a well-known character. But he's answering to a tribunal of seven other, I'm guessing, immortal-style, godly-type characters. Uh, and they're just wanting him to basically take Vampirella out because they don't believe she has a soul, even though she's doing lots of good has been taking down quite a few baddies in the past and that were doing a lot of damage on the Earth realm. And yet they feel she should be put out of her misery, even though she is helping out because they don't want her to turn in one day and then come after them or them not be able to take her down in the future or whatever. But if you like Vampirella, this is a fun little story introducing introducing another new member to her future rogues gallery. And we'll see how this plays out. They plan on from what it says 
in there. It looks like they're going to end up going with a whole new storyline starting next year, which he'll be int- be brought into it more. But yeah, check those out. And like I said, another Vampirella lately ever since. I don't know. If, it's not really been since the 50th anniversary. It was recent. It's been for a while, but there's so many different covers every time they come out with them. So, sure to make sure, sure you get the cover you want. But, all right. Let's see. Go into <clears throat> Friend Zone Learning to Navigate Changes in Friendships. Basically, some information from an article that I read from Aviva Pats. It's, uh, you have MS, friends often provide practical assistance, like a ride to the doctor's appointment, plus emotional support and the ability to relax, enjoy life, and just be yourself. It is absolutely essential to have a network of individuals who are important to you and to whom you're important. Relationships are tricky, and MS can make them even more so. Friendships do change after an MS diagnosis. MS can scare or push some people away, or it can bring them closer. It can change the qualities you look for in relationships and shape shape how you meet new people and how you spend your leisure time. Often, friends don't know how to react. Or what to say after you're diagnosed or have an exasperation. It's, uh, yeah, everybody has it differently. What happens once they're diagnosed or when they try and explain to people about a chronic condition they have. It's not something that is more widely known like cancer or something like that they just blow it off it's like oh you just got a basically an invisible disease you look normal to me there's nothing wrong with you you're tired yeah i'm tired and you sore i'm sore it's a like they don't understand the extremities of the fatigue and pain that we deal with compared to normal life and pain it's a huge difference but they will argue that they understand or had someone that they've known with it or heard about someone with it and then you get those wonderful stories about yeah i i know someone that had it now they don't have it and stuff like that it's like no there is no cure for multiple sclerosis to this date. And there is no one that can say, I used to have multiple sclerosis in today's society, whether you think so or not. And it's like, oh, different world out there than what you think you know if you aren't experiencing it. But fear, too, can get in the way of friendships. <clears throat> Regardless of why certain friendships fade, it's perfectly okay to grieve for them, but be specific about the source of the loss. 
whether it's that one person, an activity, or a slice of your identity identity that you lost. Uh, people with MS should focus on the relationships they do have and what they can offer and not worry about the past, the ones that left and all that. It's like if someone basically thrived on your attention and stuff and once you couldn't give them the attention they wanted, they decided to not be part of your life. It's probably a good thing because it would just cause more and more stress in your relationships with those people and same with the the significant other type relationships saying it's not worth it to be fighting and arguing with someone that doesn't understand what you're going through and they're just totally defensive and against what you're going through and it's just gonna just drive your system down and down and make you worse and worse so it's best to move on beyond that and build relationships with people that you can associate with and be around without having to deal with any of the extra stress and hassles that come with idiots that just have to be con confrontational about everything and act like they know everything about stuff they know nothing about. But, uh flip side of change sometimes the loss of contact goes both ways people with ms sometimes weed out friendships on purpose particularly those that are already floundering because their priorities shift and many existing friendships can get stronger by focusing on those and not wasting your time on the others Quality trumps quantity when it comes to friends. Definitely don't want to waste time with all the stressful people. You don't need extra exasperations just because of stupid stuff like that. Forging new connections. Expand your social circle. Expanding your social circle when you have MS is tough. But one way to find instant community is to pursue a hobby or join a club, even if it's one you never considered before, or one you've been meaning to pursue, such as mahjong, beading, photography, investments, or comic books. Fun, something you can pass on. It's just. If you're following, listening to this podcast, you got to have a little, got to be enjoying comic books a little bit, would think. But who knows? Might be just skipping over that part, over the fun and getting to the depressing stuff. When you're not up for leaving the house, the internet offers a wealth of social opportunities Facebook support groups, living for a cure. Uh, there's tons of different. Facebook pages, the different different medications you're on, or people that I mean, you got just the women's group, the men groups, MS people, just lots of stuff you can look up and join up with and get into. 
having friends with MS who truly understand what you're going through can be invaluable. Uh, it's uh, if you got someone locally close by, you got say neurologist or something like that, maybe you could share rides, get get together for some of the uh, we get with our different medications, a lot of them provide monthly meetings with a free meal, a lunch or a dinner type setup. You can go and meet people with MS and stuff like that. That's always good. Well, bonds among people with MS can be deep. What's most important is to make sure you have quality relationships in your life. Uh, Shift.ms is a website where it's kind of like it's a social network and community for people with MS with 35,000 plus members globally. They're here for you to talk openly and honestly about what you're going through. It's nice because you can just ask them questions or you can connect with other MSers on there. Uh, they have videos with experts that you can watch and learn from. Uh, there's tons of different topics from MS diagnosis, healthy living in MS, MS research, MS symptoms, MS treatment. And of course, this day and age, we got COVID-19 and MS. But they have lots of good information and ways you can connect with other people. Uh, I also I'm got my MS team. I'm on there. That's a good one where you can build a group of people, either locally or globally or however you want to do. And that way you can all keep in contact and ask questions and get information back and forth. Yeah. Do that. And with this whole infusion coming up on Wednesday, my Ocrevis infusion. I'm going to start that new pain medication probably this weekend or this coming weekend. I want to get through my infusion first and I'll try that out and see how it works. Like I said, when I explained all the side effects and everything with it, I wasn't really thrilled about trying that one. I don't really want to get on to opioids and stuff, but we'll see. We'll see what it does. If it does something, and I can get myself mobile enough to get back on my routines, then that's a good thing, and then I can wean myself off it eventually. But everything works out good with this infusion and stuff. My plan is to hopefully do my start out with my six-week sugar flush within a week of the infusion and then get back into my whole routine and see how it goes until my body crashes or if I can't get my body to get some relief from this pain and get back into the routine then we'll have to figure something else out but we will be do talking a lot about the recipes and diets and stuff but people that do like gluten-free or whatever and if you're having problems finding breads out there ddp introduced me to this one and it's found in most of the grocery stores around here in their bigger cities and stuff i've found it but uh stores like pick and save have it Sendix. but it's canyon bakehouse is the name of the bread 
it does not taste like a nasty, hard, stale, plain, no flavor bread. This actually has some softness to it, has some nice texture and stuff, and tastes decent. So, I mean, if you love your bread and you don't want to get rid of it, you want something as healthy as possible, try this out. I have other homemade bread recipes I'm going to be playing with down the line. I I love working with sourdoughs myself. But, but get yourself some canyon bread, and here's a recipe I'm dying to try. I have not tried this one yet, but it's a kale reuben on rye. <clears throat> the ingredients are two tablespoons olive oil, a half cup yellow onion chopped, two garlic cloves minced, a pinch of red pepper flakes, two bunches of kale, ribs removed, leaves chopped and rinsed, kosher salt, a half cup low-sodium chicken stock, a half cup water, eight slices Canyon Bakehouse rye-style bread, toasted, one cup sauerkraut, quarter cup Russian or Thousand Island dressing, and I do have recipes in my Pinterest to make those healthier. And eight ounce slice, eight ounces of sliced Swiss cheese. Place the olive oil in a skillet over medium heat. Add the chopped onion and cook until soft, just softened about three minutes. Add the minced garlic and red pepper flakes and continue to cook until fragrant, about two minutes. Add the kale using tongs, turn it over in the skillet to wilt it evenly. Season with kosher salt. Pour the chicken stock and water into the skillet. Cover and reduce the heat to low. Gently cook the kale until most of the liquid has evaporated, about 20 minutes or so. Remove the braised kale from the heat. Spread each slice of bread with dressing and assemble four sandwiches with Swiss cheese, braised kale, and sauerkraut. Butter the outsides of the sandwich and place it on a, in a hot skillet or on a griddle. Cook both sides until golden brown. Sounds good. I hate kale. I'm trying to find ways to eat kale where it's not so nasty. So. This is something you can try out, see if it works for you. <laughs> I'm being attacked by Lemmy Killmeister. He's obviously wanting to go outside and play. Even though as soon as I open the door, he gets hit with this crappy cold weather that we're dealing with. Because winter is upon us. We're just skipping fall this year in Wisconsin. But he wants to go play and be a little pest. And I guess I am done with this. I'm going to get this one, just have it schedule it for tomorrow to be released. And hopefully I'll get some more out for you. But I figure maybe I'll do one to have come out on Wednesday while I'm getting my infusion. Otherwise, I will definitely have one on Thursday and let you know how the infusion went. So hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll talk to you again soon.